Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for having us. Um, yes. Blown away with the support so far, so we Chris, are. you can give the shout-outs. We are. We've got a few shout-outs to go before we uh, we get right into the Geelong podcast, which is going to be pretty exciting today, guys. Um, but we've had quite a lot of followers uh, in the last uh, week or so, so we just want to give a quick shout-out to everyone who's followed us. Um, we had this one come through earlier today. Uh, which was K Colo 16. Uh, we've also had uh, BJ Mason. Uh, we've had Ice Truck Killer 69. Um, so I'll just quickly uh, go through these guys, guys here. Um, so I think uh, actually Ice Truck Killer I remember from being um, a follower on our SoundCloud. I, well, I think it's one of our most um, listened to uh, people in on SoundCloud. So thanks very much to Ice Truck Killer. Um, we've got, uh, Tana Hay 2K, um, so maybe they're, uh, maybe that's, maybe they're like 2K, I don't know, NBA 2K. That was Out of Bounds. It was Out of Bounds. Um, we've also got TFP Doherty, um, Aussie Gamer 231, Andre Small, ZJ Fisher, obviously, from last week, and then we get into all the guys from last week. So thanks to everyone who, um... Who subscribed to us or followed us on our Twitch stream last week? We're really thankful for that, um, and say we hope to do a little bit better. So, um, like you see, we've got now tw- Twitch notifications that come through. It's pretty pretty cool. Okay, I'm over BT already. You're over. You're over BT. I'm over BT already. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So uh, we've got Geelong coming in for today. So uh, tell us a little bit about Geelong, there, mate. Uh, Geelong's very interesting. It's. Um... As you look through the list, it's pretty much either premiums or bust. Uh, but they do have some very relevant uh, rookies to get through. So first things first, we'll stick with the similar format. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, we will yep. stick to the similar we'll stick to the format. format. I'm not really great at sticking to formats, eh? Hey? <laughs> You're not. It's not my strong suit. I mean, you meant to take a girl out first before you... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I like, I'm a, I'm a break-the-rules sort of guy. <laughs> uh, you definitely break the mold. Uh, okay, so let's look at their draw. Okay. Geelong, 12th hardest yep. draw. So not that um, great considering. Great. I'm so sick of seeing Geelong in the finals. Well, 12th hardest, actually. So <laughs> 12th hardest draw is probably actually neither bad. What's that? Another way of saying what the sixth easiest? Oh, Passive Penguin just uh, just followed us. Thanks, Passive Penguin. Thank you. Passive Penguin. Yeah, he, was, he commented on our Twitch last what week. A so well done, mate. Well what done. a name. What a name. Okay, so actually not too bad. So the 12th hardest, which is what the sixth easiest. Uh, double ups are Hawks, Sydney, North, Adelaide, and Western Bulldogs. So I think Hawks now becomes a slightly easier game without Titch. Yep. Particularly with that midfield. So Slight. it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Hawks midfield. I suppose I know, we'll get well, to I'm that gonna, in I'm the podcast. we we'll get right into that. I had to do a more research, Chris, because I pretty much just locked it up and went Titch and nothing else and move on. Nice. Um, thanks, um, thanks, Kate Collar. Kate Collar just said, um, hey, guys, pump for the D's preview. Yeah, it's coming, mate. And there's a lot of content. Is that actually Kate Collar, does it? Uh, could be, could be. <laughs> I'm just pumped to hear myself as a mid-pricer. Well, um... Uh, if you are if you are actually Kate Colo, hello, and uh, could you please do something for us in Supercoach this year? That'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, okay, so let's look. Um, Geelong actually have a pretty tough start to the year. Yep. So they versed Collingwood away, so at the MCG. 
Melbourne at home, Adelaide away, the Giants at home, the Hawks away, the Eagles at home, and Essendon away. So oh, that is, that is a, a tough start. That's not an easy start. Not Mate. an easy start at all. Um, they do Some have a, great cracker games, though, they from do. a visual perspective. Like, you want to go to those games. Uh, easier back end from round 16, though. So when you're okay. trying to push for finals or even for... Um, yeah, Supercoach draft for the finals around then. Yep. So they versed the Dogs, the Saints, Hawks, Sydney, then Frio, North Lions, and Carlton to finish the year. Cool. So get on before. Yeah. So well, that's <laughs> great because you can get you can get in uh, before the last uh, after the last bite. Yeah, you can get. So the... if you really, that's a good that's a good idea. Yeah. Actually. So for a forward okay. or something. Yep. So if a forward's cheap. Yep. So maybe a Menangolo goes cheap, or, or Hawkins. say Hawkins or Duncan or yep. someone you know that that happens to be cheap around the buy. So then you could Hawkins had a great year this year, but we'll probably he's probably got a little bit more time for you. Jump on, just watch with your um, bouncing up and down there, Chris. I know you're That's excited, I Chris. That's what I do. But you me. might just throw this cam right off the thing again. <laughs> That's so <true. laughs> okay, uh, so their buy is around thirteen buy, so they share it with the Lions, Collingwood, Melbourne, Sydney, and the Eagles. Yep. So in with some tough competition. Yeah, definitely. Um, for spots, so we had a look at a bit of the draw the other day as far as um, Supercoach finals went. And I think it was, um, well, the Eagles were pretty good. Geelong had a pretty good finals run yep. for, for draft anyway. Uh, Bulldogs are actually quite friendly as well, versing some fairly easy opponents throughout that final series. Yep. Uh, and, which we'll get into in some of the other podcasts anyway, but some teams have a dream run to start the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dream run. So, so some, some players or some teams and players that you want to start with straight off the bat, and there's other teams that you cannot. That you can actually to. wait. And, yeah, yeah, so if they have a harder they have draw. have a better back end. Yep. Correct. And, you know, everyone likes a better back end. Yep. Uh, okay, so in the off-season, they did make some moves. They uh, I traded. I think you're right. They... <laughs> you're right, it does feel good. On the whole. On, on the whole. Uh, so some off-season moves. So they traded out Tim Kelly. Oh, wait, that's right. He didn't go at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. I'm interested. We had a big see... rant on one of our pods at the end of last year, being like, he ha- surely he has to go. Like, Oh. Like, there's there's no way you can keep him now, but they did, and he's going to be playing oh, for it. Yeah, fair enough. That's their right. Good on And, them. Um, you know, but what were they offering up? Like two or three second round picks? And they're like, no. Nah. They fair. could have taken those. And he'll, yeah. he'll oh, go well, next anyway. year. I think that that's a foregone conclusion. So are they going to get any? They will get something for him because he's, he's not well, a yeah, free agent. He's not a free agent, so they'll have to trade yeah, for him. Unless he enters the draft and then hopes that... But then why enter the draft in the first place? And then he gets overlooked. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, we're not picking you Does up. Does his knee enter the draft? Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, uh, we don't I'm, wish that on anyone. I'm interested to see how Tim Kelly goes, to be honest, but we'll get to him. Uh, they recruited Rohan. Uh, is it Rowan? Yeah, it's uh, it Rohan. Rohan. Uh, Rowan, uh, Dalhouse. They lost some fringe players like Menzel, McCarthy, etc. So nothing too much lost. Um what, what they lost, they drafted in probably better versions of them. I, I see Dallas as someone who's a really good player. Yes. Played out of position completely. Better than Menzel. Um, well, just more reliable. I don't think better than Menzel is probably the right way to say it, but definitely more reliable than Menzel, that's for sure. So, um, and Rowan, I mean, he's probably in the same boat in terms of his body. You know, he's a great player if he can actually get on the park, but that's about it. So, right. yeah. Anyway. Alrighty. Uh, okay, so we'll move on. So, rookies to note. Uh, Charlie Constable, 123k midfielder. Yep. Uh, was drafted last year, so he was always highly rated then. We were, we were thinking he could get a run last year, and he was actually playing good football in the in the two. So, yes. I'm surprised he didn't. So really surprised he didn't get a run last year. Well, he pushed year, so. hard for a senior debut in 2018, but despite his impressive VFL form, didn't get opportunity. He finished in the top 10 in the Cats' VFL best and fairest, 
averaging 24 disposals in 15 matches with a career-best 34 disposals in one goal game against the Box Hill Premiers in round 21. So he looks good. He's a tall midfielder, which yep. I think... Big body. Well, Geelong seem to like tall people. Yeah. The uh, problem's just like you know, it's, how to get into that Geelong midfield. Correct. He'd, bo- um, he'd be probably playing in any other team in the Definitely in, the country, in a right? mix to play a role for the Cats in 2019 as they look for more midfield and half-forward options. Uh, I think he's a must-watch for the JLT. I've got him so, in my team at the moment. So do I. And I'd, I'd like... If he gets named round one, it's going to be hard to pass him up. But I'd, obviously, you need to watch him in the JLT, see what he's scoring like, yep. and then go from there. Am I shaking the camera with you are. my arm? Yeah, that's yeah. why I keep bumping you, it's you all right. dickhead. You know what I need to do? Probably move over a bit, but you know, whatever. Well, probably. We'll have to nah, reschedule that for later. I, got, I just got these big arms and, you know, it's just happened. It's <laughs> not as big as your ego. No, no, no I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, you keep bumping the bloody table. That's what I do. All right, cool. Let's get into it. Uh, next one, Darcy Fort. Okay, tell us about um, Darcy Fort. 117k ruck, pick 65, uh, mature age. So okay. this is where he's interesting. So he could be a really good option, not just someone to loophole, but he could actually get a bit of a game. So uh, the Cats need a ruckman. Basically, they're not set on their well, ruckman. Scott doesn't like. What are like... they doing with their rucks? Well, he, do- they don't like... he doesn't like their ruckman. He doesn't like Stanley, right? Stanley's good, but he's not like he improved, yes. Right. He's more of a ruck forward, not a ruck, sole ruck. Yeah. Um, Zach Smith's probably Zach more Smith, of a ruck forward, not really but, a ruck. Yeah, and wasn't, doing, never get well, wasn't doing the job for him. Well, he, got, he was fit, he just didn't get picked. Yeah, then you've got Abbott, then you've got Radagalia, who's he's been thrown in there as well. He'll be forward, though, mainly. Um, but, okay, so he's 205 centimetres. Yep. He's 25 years old. Okay, so yes, he has to overtake an inconsistent Smith and, you know, Stanley, etc. And a mature age, Abbott. But They wouldn't go for him if they didn't think that he could be valued to them this year. Correct. And they picked him with pick 65. Yep. His hit-out numbers stack up. So he's a former junior for Geelong. Mm -hmm. Averaged 16 disposals and 42 hit-outs, including one game where he got 72 in the the sample. 72 hit-outs? Yeah, 72 hit-outs. Jesus. That's, Not that's, disposals. I mean, jeez. <laughs> that would be a record. That would be a record. Nice. Um, so I think he's one to yep, watch. Definitely. He okay. might be more than just a sneaky bench option. And so, uh, but cheap too, 117K. 117K. I mean, K. Again, you, someone, maybe a downgrade option during the year. Do you think he plays round one? He just doesn't play round one. Well, right? who knows? You, you, you can't definitively say that one of these is better than the other. True. All it takes is a good preseason, and he could overtake. Because there's no there, one even there's knows. No one, Who's no. the number one rocket Geelong That's now? what I mean. So it's, it's, not, it? it's, not, it's far from lockdown, yep. which means it is wide nah, open. That makes sense. If he impresses enough, impresses yep. the coaches, they might run with him. I mean, even Abbott got some games over the That's top of the true. other two. So, um, and look, you know. worst case scenario, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people this year that are running a Naismith at R3 or a Longer at R3 or a Zach Clark at R3. And maybe during the year or after the bye... They want a downgrade option. He yep. could come into the consideration then. He could. So definitely one to watch, guys. Next one mm. is Tom Atkins, uh, 112K. Yep. Uh, so he was recruited from the Geelong VFL. He's 23 years of age. Uh, had a super coach average of 107. Oh. oh, so Darcy Ford had a super coach average of 123. So that's why he's a bit more relevant as well. I like it. Um, I love it even. So it won't be as easy getting a gig in the midfield as we know already, but they do love a mature age recruit. So, you know, like I said, he's 23. So, Tim Kelly, Managola, you know, they've actually done quite well. Atkins averaged 22 disposals and nine tackles in the VFL this year. Any relation to Rory Atkins? I wish. (laughs) No, I was going to (laughs) say. I wish. Uh, Next one is Jordan Clark, 144K defender. Excellent. Um, Cats haven't been afraid to throw their draftees into the AFL furnace. No, they haven't. That's that's one good thing that I'll say uh, about the Cats. So, he's number number 15 draft pick. Still has a lot of upside. Um... Only focused on football recently, which is good. 
Um, and he's played against senior bodies in the waffle already. Okay. So that's kind of good. So holds him in good stead for a potential debut. Uh, he's a very creative player who could come in and play across half, back, and free up Tui, okay. which is what I've got written down here. So it could be an option. A little bit more expensive, obviously, being a pick 15. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there is some room to move in defense as well. I like it. So I'm actually interested to see how it all works. I mean, you look at, you bring in you know, Rowan, you bring in um, Dalhouse, you know, yes, you lose men's all that sort of stuff, but then you've still got a lot of key forwards, yep. a lot of key tools. Um, the next one I'll go through is Kruger. So I'm actually keen to see how Nathan. Harry Taylor okay. goes as well. Yep. Nathan Kruger, 123k forward. Uh, the reason he's relevant is that he was a pre-draft selection, so they yep. gave pick 42 to Carlton. Okay. Because they wanted him before he went to the draft. Fair so enough. I think that's really good. 19-year-old, 195-centimeter key position player, capable of playing either end of the ground... So they came out and the... They really need a forward. Well, Stephen Wells, who's the uh, Geelong's National Recruiting and List Manager, came out and said that, look, we've been tracking him throughout the year and been impressed by his athleticism, skill, and versatility. Yep. So I don't see why. I mean, they have Hawkins. Yep. But apart from that, I mean, the second and third tall at Geelong is Taylor should be behind the ball. I think so. 100%. Well, they've got so many forwards now, right? But their second and third tall at Geelong is far from lockdown. Yeah. They have too many 50-50s. They have Willie Buzzer. You know, like guys that are good... You know, but... Just never really gone anywhere. Radaglia, yes. But yeah. other than that, you could easily... Again, their forward line isn't far from being locked down at all because they're not scoring points. Yep. So if someone comes out there and kicks some goals and provides an option or drops it to their feet, it's easy for someone to get a game. Yeah. I think with him, it's... You know, if he shows good form in the VFL, he comes in. I don't think he probably starts early. Yeah. And I think Geelong know they need to mix it up. Yeah. Because the style of game that they're playing isn't good enough. The well, forwards they just, aren't kicking goals. I mean, Hawkins is a perfect... A candidate for them because he's he either takes a mark on lead, really good hit up target, or he creates a contest. I think he's actually a really important cog, but they need two of them. Yes. They need someone else because if he's up the ground hitting logos, there's no one to kick to in the line. And Harry Taylor was taking marks and taking grabs and just spraying the ball. So yeah, yep. I, I, they they need another forward. I, I did like the look of Radical. Did you know Harry's actually he broke, broke his leg, didn't he? Who? Yeah, Radical. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't he, know. Do you know how? Uh, I think he's doing okay. Is? I okay. think he's doing okay. So yeah. I think he should be back. Um, did you know Harry's also Godfather? Okay, cool. Did you know Harry's is a Godfather? Um, Harry the Godfather. Yeah, what? Harry. Harry Taylor's Godfather to Cam Sprainer. I didn't know that. Okay, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, I'm he confused. He said he kept was... spraying the ball. You dickhead. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, good one. Sorry, I was uh, interested in our Twitch Jeez, chat. Chris. Um, apparently the frame rate is low, so I need to do some uh, some Twitch stuff, uh, which is fine. We'll get uh, we'll fix that up for you guys. Frame rate is low. Yeah. Uh, what we'll do is we'll keep going with this podcast for audio and then we'll fix up uh, the video for the next pod. Sorry, guys. Um, keep going. Right. Um, well, premiums. So just pretty much hitting the long list of premiums. Excellent. Um, so Dangerfield. Yep. Let's throw... Not much point. Not much point with the low, low frame rate. Okay. So yep. we're going to put that video footage on hold. <laughs> um, okay. So Dangerfield. Here's why I think Dangerfield's a great option, particularly for draft. Uh, I think he's a lock. Guaranteed. Well, he's a lock for standard, 100%. Yep. And if you're not going with him, then you are an absolute idiot. Uh, he is by far like what twenty points ahead of any other forward, basically, mm-hmm. and that's a conservative twenty. <laughs> like yep. lock him in. If you're not, you're just stupid, in my opinion. You so, can't not start him. It's as simple as that. He's twenty points per game ahead of the next best forward. Even for draft, I mean, you could guarantee. I guess you could argue the fact that Brady Grundy is probably what twenty five points ahead of the next ruck minus Gorn, obviously. So Gorn and Grundy, you could argue that they're twenty to twenty five points ahead, best better. Then their next position, yeah, and that's fair enough if you want to look at it that way. But Dangerfield again, twenty such points, such a gap, twenty points ahead, 
And he's the only player in that list that has averaged 119.6 or whatever it is, or more, the last four years. Yep. Running. He's a lock. And you he have to spend two... the money on him. Yep. So you look at his stats. Yes, he didn't start too well, 100%. We get that. Averaged 121.7 for the year. Brought it right back yep. to a 120. Last seven games averaged 139.1. So let me read you this. His last seven games, 158, a 126, a 117, 132, 160, 94, 187. His last nine round <laughs> average of 132.8, only two scores throughout the whole year below 100, and they were both 94. Yeah. So if you're looking at a draft, two scores under 100, both 94, as a forward option, I'd be taking Dangerfield in the top three, especially um, with Titch out. Well, I'm really hoping he... Oh, he, he won't last past you, I'm guessing. But no. I'm really hoping he slides all the way to me. <laughs> no way. No, no chance, right? No chance, especially with Titch out. Worth, worth a shout. Worth a shout. Yeah, so only played average 119 the past four seasons. Yep. That's insane. Huge. Yep. So, yeah, the Rucks, there's no guarantee. I mean, I picked up Goldie pick two the year when he dropped down to a 105 average. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, who I passed on to you for Rockliffe. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, next one, Mitch Duncan. Uh, I like Duncan. He's consistent. He did drop in average by a few points. Uh, wasn't too much. I think it was Not like three too points much. Per three game. points per yeah. game. Not too much. 13 100s. Yep. And he had four. He had more attention this year too. Yes. He started getting tagged in games because uh, they see him as someone who, with their his elite foot skills, can really cut up teams. It's true. Um, you see that um, when they need a goal, he's the person that they get the ball into their hands. Uh, he's the one that delivers the ball into Hawkins on a platter. So, all, uh, you know, I think Hawkins kicked two, go- two goals this year to win games. I think both of them were assists from, um, yep. from Duncan. So, no, Duncan, yeah. I love him. Consistent performer. You could do worse in draft. So 13 100s, four of those 94 plus as well. So pretty much you're looking at 17 of his games were 94 or more. Yep. Um, the sneaky I like, actually, he's cheaper, he's less average, is Joel Selwood, 105.1 average. Yep. Uh, the reason I like him, because he also had 13 100s, except he has a bigger ceiling for vice-captain scores. Yep. So Duncan's good, he'll get you the 100s, he'll get you the 115, the 110, whereas Joel Selwood has a little bit more fluctuation. He'll if give you, you want... a 150, 160. Yeah, well, he, here's yeah. the thing, though. So 1300s, but he has a big ceiling. So he has 125, 140, 122, 135, 133, 122, 125, 159. Yep. Perfect. And there are a lot of pretty decent vice-captain scores. Yeah, and I think actually Selwood, um, it's his lowest... I, I don't expect him to increase in average, but I think it's a solid draft choice. Yes. But it's his lowest average since 2012, I think, or, or similar. Yeah. Uh, so and, like and that's 105. You know, it's, 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 you know, I don't think he's going to be going up in value, but for a draft selection, I think he's yeah, huge. Awesome. Yeah. I'm big on him for draft. Yeah. Gary Ablett, um, look, I'm putting him in the premiums because he's still a gun. Yeah. I, I don't want to disrespect. He doesn't love the little master. I don't want to disrespect the little master, right? Yeah. So he's 580K. He's a midfielder, 106.9 average. So he's actually still up there yep. as far as averages. He is tipped to play more forward in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've heard as well. That's what I've he's heard. He's going to be playing forward, pocket, maybe isolate in the forward. Um, yes. Forward 50. I'm not sure how it'll go. And look, it was always going to go this way. I, I just think Albert was trying to delay the inevitable. He yep. doesn't want to play forward. No, but, but he has to do he, what the he team needs. needs. To. He'll, yeah, still exactly get a, he'll still get a run through the midfield, but it's not a bad thing to preserve his body. Yep. So here's the plus side. It's the most games he's played since 2013. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's his lowest supercoach output since 2007. Yeah, which is what? <laughs> but I think his average was still ridiculous. Like, he averaged 106. Yep, and it's, it's his lowest, lowest since average his rookie year. Since 2007. It's his rookie year. 
<laughs> and his rookie year he averaged 91. The next yeah. year he averaged like 111. Like it was, so yeah. that's his, his lowest since his rookie year. But we're going to give people a little bit of a, a little sneak preview. He did average 115.3 in the final seven rounds. Yeah. So when you verse weaker opponents, like in the back end of the year, he could actually go really well for you Definitely. if you can get him a little bit later. So let's see how that pans out in um We've got some, some chat here that I just want to quickly go through. Um, so sorry about the frame rate, guys. We will fix that up. Um, the recording's going well. Um, so uh, when you see this on YouTube, there won't be an issue. Um, so it just must be an issue with the internet, which we will try and fix up. Um, we've got uh, Stonesy there says, said, uh, any chance of a Twitch draft team? Um, for us committed we are actually looking at a draft league that's funny are you reading minds Um, (laughs) although although we're not it's not so much about it might be a a draft team of those who have followed us closely for the last 12 months and those that we like yeah (laughs) we're we're, we're thinking of like a a selection process where we actually select yeah banter strong 10 other people to um to join us in a draft league this year which would be fun um we've also got um saint james 2019 um, so welcome guys. Hashtag Saints 2019. Return Return of the King. Finals bound road to glory. I respect that. Positive. I like possible, it. Possible. Possible. Um, and then we've got TEP Doherty. Um, so he's a, one of our Twitch followers as well. He says, reckon Gadge's uh, uh, body holds up in the forward pocket. Uh, 20 touches and two goals per game. A few spike games in there too, surely. Yeah. I see him as someone who's going to be similar to Robbie Gray this year. Um, yeah. so, in, so in terms of output so he'll still play midfield and have his he'll big still games. get some I still see go him averaging kick eight. six goals and get a 150 every now and then he'll still you know? average over 100 yeah he'll get you some 80s 90s and then some 120s and 150s you, um, and you're going to be able to if you're in a draft you're going to be able to pick him up in the second round <laughs> why would you get him in the second round well you wouldn't need to pick like if let's he's say he's a midfielder you're, still what do you mean he's a mid yeah yeah why would you pick a 100 average mid no, 106 average mid. I'm not picking him up at 106. 100%. Or you might be able to pick I him I got him in the second round last year. Well, let's see. I picked him at overs. Let's see what happens. But in a 12-man league, if oh, you're... last pick, man. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Like, you've got to remember, like, that goes to pick 24. Pass. <laughs> pass, Fair pass, enough. pass. Gary Ablett, 100. I, pick I him you. at 100, not at 107. I hate you. Stop smiling. Okay, next one is Tom Hawkins. I yep. uh, have to put him in the premium category because he is one of the most expensive forwards. Yep. Average 101.8 for the year. It's crazy that Tom Hawkins is... I think he was the second... Second, second most expensive, yeah. yep. Isn't that insane? Because I would never have picked Tom Hawkins as a pick last year. And no. He just, he just had big games, hey? Uh, 552k, his best super coach output in his career. Yep. So if you look at his past five years, the highest was 87.1. So he's gone bang, another 14 points on top of his highest previously. And that's what gives me concern. Yep. He's up there now, but is he going to like withhold that? Is he going to uh, maintain that form? He had an outstanding year. Uh-huh. 100%. But can you pick him knowing that he's that one anomaly spike? Can yeah. he maintain it again? And that's where my concern is. Uh, big ceiling though, he got a 127, 122, 140, 151, 136, 144, really boosts up the average, mm-hmm. uh, did average 118.6 in his last eight rounds, and that's including he had a 59 game in there. Yeah, so not bad. So huge back end to the year. Now, can you pick him though? I, 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 think, I just tend to lean away from big forwards. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just pick... Just because of the inconsistency. I'd rather pick Tom Lynch at Richmond with one bung knee at the moment, and that's horrible. I don't know. Like, a is cheaper. I just... Uh, he's not going to hurt you, is he? Like, he's not going to go 110. No. So, then, he's not really a value op. He can't go 110, right? Well, he could hurt you on a week-to-week, but then yeah, he could also... Like that, he, he could, could always, cost, like he could always cost your games, though. He gets you a 57, and yeah. you're like, eh. I, 
to me, I think Hawkins has always been the guy that, yeah, he can pick up a 150 in a week, but the next week he's going to pick up a 60 or a 30. Like, I just... I don't like the big forwards for a specific reason. They're just not as consistent. Well, but... I think at the moment, he's probably the only big forward you'd probably look at. Yeah. Uh, Menangola, our saviour. Menangola. Yep, uh, excellent. 100 average on the dot. 543k. Um, the good thing about Menangola is, so for the last three years, yes, the first year he didn't play many games, but 99.3, 100.4, and then 100. Yep. Um, he still gets a job done. I actually was going to make a little bit of a joke towards our uh, mates over at Supercoach Elites, but you've already got the um, stats there. You know how they do their who am I on the... Yeah, who, who am I? I averaged 116 over my last six games as a forward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so good. Um, well done. Well done, Minigola. So average 116, 116 over last 116.8 six. over his last six rounds. All of those 100s. 114, 100, 144, 119, 112, 112. You know what's interesting about Menegola? And what is the bet? Yeah, um, I, but the thing I really love about Menegola is that I actually looked through, okay, maybe he only goes big and wins. Maybe he only um, uh, yeah, has different periods of the year where he goes big. He's actually just, it, it's a classic forward um, where one week he might have a bad week, but it's he gets, uh, he had 140s in losses, he had 140s in wins. He had, um, yeah, 60s in wins and 60s in losses. Like, it's it's yeah, it's not a, there's no consistent pattern, but he's just a good option. Here's the thing with Benangola, great for draft. He's good for standard if you're willing to ride the ups and downs. So like I said, we'll go through. He had 11 scores of 110 or more. Yep. But so that's 11 scores, Chris. That's yeah. that's pretty good ratio. Yeah, when he goes big, he goes 110 big. or more. Yeah. But his lows include a 57, a 59, a 65, a 71, and a 74. Yep. And that's that's the issue with him. The um. And I find that, but there's no pattern to that. No. You can't pick it. It's just, he scores when he wants to score and he doesn't score when he doesn't want to score. So, look, Menegola, I think, um, I think is, I think is a good option. I think we'll have to call him Meni, Menon Bipolar. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Did you write that down? No, there, or I you didn't. just thought of it. I was, trying well to, I was trying to figure out how to work it. Yeah. I'm, okay, you need well, to, like, reverse five or something. Okay, that was left, awkward. Yeah. Left high five. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> <warm up> <laughs> so, take my strong, take strong hand, hand. child. <laughs> Ah, uh, scary uh, reference. Okay, so next one, Tim Kelly, we touched on before. Yep. 93.2 average, 505k. As a forward midfielder option this year, it makes him more relevant. Uh, He's only forward because he got swung forward in like, what, how many last eight games of the year or whatever? He was going way better than 101 average. And then he got put forward, he would just float in and out of games. And like, he still had some impact, but um, yeah, he was, uh, I think, second or third in the competition for loose ball gets at one point. He was dominating in, in the midfield. Yeah, he, had and a, then, he had a quiet middle patch. Yeah, he got pushed forward. Danger got more mid-time towards the end of the year. And oh, the, his, his, his back end wasn't that bad, though. Yeah. He started oh, to impact terrible, games a little his bit. His front end the was middle. insane. So, so the front end. So his first seven games, he averaged 101.1. Yep. His last seven games, he averaged 97. Yep. But those middle eight games... He averaged 82.8. Okay, so, so came that's back with a bit of a flurry. Yeah, yep. so he came back with a little bit of flurry. I think oh, he okay. started to break the lines a little bit more. Um, basically, yeah, so he had six scores of 112+. plus. So that's the benefit with Kelly. I'm not sure how he's going to go after being told he can't go home. Apparently, he's still a jet. He's still training hard, and he's still impressive. I think you would be. You're a professional. Know, yeah, but are you a professional? Mm-hmm. You're from Western Australia. <laughs> like, no, but... They are three hours behind most you people. Would, you, would like, you, would, <laughs> you would like to think that he's come and he's like, right, I'm just going to work my ass off and increase my pay packet. And I think that's probably what it came down to, going home. Because if he signed another contract and went home to Western Australia... He'd be on way more money. He'd be on huge way money. Way more money. Huge money. And yep. I think that was part of the factor. Hey, hey I get They've to go... They've got a cheap contract. Hey, I get to go home. Yeah. I don't get paid peanuts. 
Why wouldn't like, you want yeah, to? Yeah, well, you'd cancel that contract there's, out and you'll be on half a million. There's no reason out. why you wouldn't. They'd pay him half a million. 100%. He'd go from being on like, what, 100,000 a year? He'd be to on 500,000. With match a year? payments, he might be on 150 grand a year, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be on much at all. Um, not on a rookie contract. And there's no way he's signing a new contract with them this year to get that pay rise. No. So exactly. now it's, it's just literally a year where he just work probably out. lost a quarter of a million dollars this year. Yeah, and work your ass off. After tax. But to be fair, he wouldn't. He would have got less playing in the seconds anyway. So true. Over in West Australia, you can't. Yeah, biggest can't be choosers. But I mean, you know, as an AFL star, I reckon you just. Um, the only anyway. mid pricer is uh, Luke Falhouse, as you call him. <laughs> Luke Falhouse. Luke Falhouse. Yes, and unfortunately, that's from Bevo, though, isn't it? Yes. Um, look, I th- I still think he represents value, but you just got to wait and see his role. Well, he'll be playing. He won't be playing midfield, surely. Well, that's Men- the mental, thing. Mental's this, gone. He'll be playing forward. Of all the teams who could pick up a Dalhouse. They clearly got him to play forward. Yes. So, but he obviously wants to play midfield. So I'm confused about the entire setup that they've got. But he has obviously gone four seasons of a 90 plus average. So he's got value there. um, And he's gone uh, 104 before. I won't be picking him. And there's like, he would literally have to play pure midfield in the JLT. And then Scott comes out and says, he's going to be playing midfield for us this year. That, that's the only way that I can see him in my side. Yep. Yeah. I am with you 100%. I think uh, their setup just suits that smaller forward. Yep. And I think he'll be great in that position. Him and Ablett, yep. that'd be an awesome small forward line. Fair enough. Well, that's like top elite. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so we'll move on to draft specials. I include Luke Dalhouse in that draft special yep. based on the potential he can bring, not based on what he is at the you moment. You can pick him up late. Definitely pick him up late. You could. Uh, one to watch, I got Cockatoo. Um, apparently, he's training well. He's had bad luck with injuries. He's always been up and down with his scoring as well, which doesn't bode well he's for me. He's just not an accumulator. He's sort not. Of. He's an impact player, but yeah. But he's my one to watch because, like I said, it's either premiums or bust. Um, he's less than 200K, so if he trains well and takes his opportunities, um, I know it's a far cry, but he is he could provide value. Fair enough. Could, probably won't. I've got some breakout contenders I want to run past you. No way. Yeah. So first one is uh, is par fit par fit. Yeah, I did par have fit. I did have. Sorry, par I have fit to say it like BT says it. Um, so he, he look he, I don't, he could be a flash in the pan. It, it's again it's about mid time, um, and he had a bit of it with some early injuries to Geelong last year. Yes. Hit that 164. Oh, that was a good game. Yeah, but that inflates his average. Hundred percent. So he had an 80 average. Is it a flash in the pan? Or is that the a sign that he, if he gets more minutes, he's got a lot more to give? I do like him. So, 80 average, someone you can have on your bench in draft. Yeah, he, but the problem is with that 160 score, his probably true average is more like 70. Except uh, 70, 75, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but everyone's picking him up at an 80 average, which means that you're already well, that's, paying... You, if you're already paying, the bench, you wouldn't mind. Yeah, that's true. You know, it just depends on what else is available and how deep the league is. I'd rather get like a Luke McDonald or something on a bench as nah, cheaper. Not, uh, not based on the stats I looked at last night. Um, now, the, the actual <laughs> breakout contender, so the number one breakout contender for the Cats is Tom Stewart. So he had a ankle injury in the first quarter of round 19, um, and he got, that was took him out on 17. Gives him a true average of 88.7. Um, however, he also is second in kickouts only to Zach Tui. So Zach Tui last year had 85 kickouts, um, which I thought was pretty low for someone like Zach Tui. Yes. Um, Stewart had 73 kickouts. So I he's actually a very, very close second. Um, the only condition um, thing about that is he actually plays on half the time. So uh, when you play on, obviously you kick to yourself and then you get a stat anyway, which obviously impacts his average. So if you take that into consideration and only take half of his kickouts as a, as a true representation of a value add, 
um, then you know he can potentially pick up you know eighty to one hundred points in a year there. So that would put him at around a ninety average, uh, which means that he's at that verge of breaking out into the top ten defenders. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. I think great draft smoker because he averaged eighty three for the year. So you'll probably be able to pick him up fairly late in draft, maybe as a D four option um, or a D three, depending on again how deep your league is. Tom Stewart, someone to look at definitely. Zach Zach Tui as well. I mean, you know, with the amount of kickouts he takes, could be anything, but up and down, up and down, up and down. And yeah, I, I've been on the train before, and I'm not going to do it. I've again. been on the train too. No, can't do that. Tui, so, Tui, too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too many. Tui, too. Uh, good one. Um, so yeah, for me, Tom Stewart, I think is is one to definitely watch. Um, his role is really important to the side, and uh, and uh, if you can get him at yeah. cheap too, oh, I do if like you can get him. him cheap, jump on board because he's he's definitely underpriced. And he was he's five to eight points undervalued based on this year. So I don't think he's ever going to be like top six. Like he's not going to be value though. But yeah, he's going to be decent value. I mean, the, the thing is that the there's going to be a massive gap between the top six ten um, defenders and then the rest this year because I think they're going to be inflated from the kickout rules. So they might go up. Yeah, if if you're looking at a Simpson who averaged 105 going up five points per game, and then if you look at yeah, but then also take five points off for being an old man. <laughs> well, then he's still 105. Then he's averaging. Yeah. You know, so like, even though he might bridge the gap a little bit this year, it, I don't think it's going to be enough to get him quite to that plus hundred, which is I think where most defenders are going to be this year. Yeah, right. Anyway, cool. Okay, wonderful. Well, that pretty much sums us up for G-Long. It does. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you uh, beg to differ, like someone did on an Adelaide podcast. Yep. No, Adelaide's not top eight. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, well it's, it's all opinion. Cool, it's all opinion. Like, I think Saints are going to win the premiership this year. Hey, get in there. What's his... Uh, Only because Lions are another year off. St. Saint, Saint James 29. Yeah, St. James and my, <laughs> and my cousin Brad goes for the Saints. So. Fair enough. I like the Saints too. I, I, do. Think I wish better. they do better, but... Um, I'm look, looking forward to their podcast. How, how do we know? I had, I had West Coast bottom four. Yeah. Like, who, who are you to judge? <laughs> who am I to judge? Like, it's just speculation. Oh, no, have yeah. it right in front of me. Right in front of me. Anyway, thank you very much. Follow us all on all the socials. We'll fix up this video for the Twitch followers, and uh, we'll get this up to you shortly. We will. Catch you soon, guys. All right, bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent. The P is the person. The I is for integrity, innovative career The O is optimistic, open and never shut And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start They say that every champion is all about his principles Carry!